back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Talking with Jake Reed, legal counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom. Listen to this case, Mid-Vermont Christian Schools. All right, you got a group of, of girls basketball team that does not want to play against a biological male that's over six feet tall. I mean, he's a big guy. So they forfeit the game. Now, this association, the Vermont Principals Association, gets really angry, right? Not only the fact that the team and the school so committed to their faith, they're like, listen, we'll forfeit. We're about teaching truth, and this is not right. They're standing for their religious values. So this Principals Association, which is the largest athletic association in the state, gets really angry. And they not only kick them out of the tournament, they kick them out of the association. So the school cannot compete against any other teams in the association for anything athletic, essentially blacklisting the school from all state-sponsored events in the state, including academic competitions. But it doesn't just end there. The state also included this little Christian school Mid-Vermont Christian School, from the state's town tuitioning program, a program that allows school districts that do not operate public high schools to pay tuition for high school students to attend approved independent schools. The state chose to not recognize Mid-Vermont Christian School as an approved independent school this year because the state does not agree with the school's stance on issues of biblical sexuality. So now the tuition dollars are being punished because of the school's values. Jake, thanks for joining us. Tell us about that angle of this issue now. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Yeah, as you mentioned, the state of Vermont has a town tuitioning program, and basically it works like this because Vermont's a pretty rural state. You have school districts that don't operate public high schools. So what happens then? Well, the families in those school districts are to be provided town tuitioning money, that is public funds, so that they can send their students to either other public schools or other private schools. Um, Now, in the past, Vermont had a history of point-blank full stop saying it's not going to provide town tuitioning money to religious schools. And it did so based on a misunderstanding of its own constitution. The point being... ADF filed lawsuits in the past. I think we filed three of them. And the Second Circuit ultimately decided that, look, what Vermont is doing here by excluding religious schools right off the bat, that's unconstitutional. You can't do that. So in light of that decision and in light of a similar decision that came out of Maine that ultimately went to the United States Supreme Court, that case was Carson v. Macon, what Vermont did here is essentially orchestrated a new way to prevent religious schools from participating. So what they do now is they require religious schools to adopt policies or change their own policies and agree to certain non-discrimination requirements that would essentially change how the school operates in line with its own faith and religious beliefs. The school has to do that in order to get in the door to become a approved independent school and receive tuition funds. What's the likelihood of this case? Well, t- give us a sense of where you are in the process. Uh, as many of our listeners know, we've walked with Jack Phillips and Lori Smith through their processes as well, which went very long. They lost all the way into the Supreme Court, and then they won. Uh, give us a sense of where you guys are in the process and where this is going to go. 
Yeah, we're we're at step one. I mean, we filed the lawsuit last week, so we're we're right at the beginning. You know, uh, God willing, the the courts recognize the blatant unconstitutionality of what the state's doing here, and we and the school teams release uh, right off the bat here shortly, within hopefully a matter of weeks or months, and not years, as in Jack's case or Lori's case. Um, but we are prepared to go that far if need be. Uh, to make sure that Mid-Vermont Christian and its students and families don't have to sacrifice their religious beliefs just so they can participate like everybody else. That's a great—that's that, that, the issue, right? Do, are, do you have that's to right. sacrifice your religious beliefs just to be a part of what everybody else gets to do? Um, and, and more than that, I think it's you have to adopt— they're almost religious beliefs, right? So they may say it's not rooted in Scripture or, you know, some type of uh, religious teachings, but they have a set of values. The state has a set of values, and it's very clearly not a neutral set of values. Um, and so uh, you have to be willing to adopt that set of values in order to participate, and that's not fair. Um, Jake, give us a sense of how the plaintiffs are doing. When we've talked to Jack and Lori, they face tremendous personal opposition. These types of people that are willing to stand for the religious freedom rights of all Americans, this is about all Americans, this isn't just about one faith, but all Americans, they face tremendous hostility and pushback. Um, Ultimately, they're successful. They win in the end, but it's not an easy journey. Um, As you get to know your plaintiffs personally, Uh, Tell us a little bit about the leadership of the school, about the parents of the school, about the students of the school, too. Absolutely, Jeff. You know, you mentioned a few moments ago talking about how the school was willing to take a stand, and it it believes so much in its religious beliefs and values that it was willing to uh, really sacrifice any chance at a state title in girls' basketball and surrender the possibility of its girls, you know, becoming champions and that sort of thing. And that's true because— what comes first and foremost to both the school, the principal, and, and then the two separate families, the Goodwins and Slars that are also plaintiffs in the case, is their religious convictions. That comes above all else, and they were willing to take a stand for that. And as you mentioned, there is there has been pushback. You know, Vermont is not necessarily a friendly friendly place to be to be a Christian. Um, so there is pushback, and that's evident by the state's own policies. And, and as you mentioned, the state has essentially adopted an orthodoxy on sexuality and gender. And it's telling schools, hey, if you want to receive public funds, if you want to play in athletics, adopt our orthodoxy. Well, Mid-Vermont Christian, the Goodwins, the Flars, they're not willing to do that. And they were punished because of that. I mean, it is fascinating. We've hosted Yoram Hazoni, who wrote uh, Conservatism or Rediscovery, and he talks about how kind of the neutral public square is no longer really neutral anymore. Um, and it's something that we all have to come to terms with. We were, I grew up in the 90s, graduated high school in 2000, and it was this notion of kind of like coexistence. We're, we're going to allow all people to be able to share their face, to be able to believe what they want to believe, to live the lives they want to be able to live. And so that was kind of pushed through the 90s and early 2000s, but it has really shifted to where uh, it's not a neutral public square anymore. And states are taking sides in issues, um, and particularly this issue. Uh, Christians are on the outs of the state orthodoxy, as you just mentioned, and um, 
and they're having to sue their way forward just to be able to practice the faith that they've held for 2,000 years. Um, This is a real issue for our country to come to terms with, and Alliance Defending Freedom probably better than anybody else. There's a lot of great religious freedom organizations out there, but you guys have been winning a lot at the Supreme Court. How many cases have you won now? Oh, goodness, put me on the spot. I think it's 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 above 15 it might be 16 or 17 but uh it's yeah it's and that that is within the last dozen or so years so it it averages out to uh more than one a year which which is great and it speaks to the testament of our leadership and and you know what what ads is striving to do to protect speech and liberty not just for those who hold certain views but for everybody and that's really uh what why we exist that's right and think about this Guys, they have been on the right side of the Constitution well over a dozen times with U.S. Supreme Court cases. This is why we gave Kristen Wagner, who's the CEO of Alliance Defending Freedom, our highest honor. I, I was I joked with Kristen backstage where I go, Kristen, you've had a bigger influence. I think since she became general counsel of ADF, she's won like 14, now more, probably 16 or so. U.S. Supreme Court cases. Think about that impact. Think about one person, Kristen Wagner, obviously a great team behind her and supporting her. But this one institution has been on the right side of the U.S. Constitution, which helped form and create the greatest country in the history of the world. They've been on the right side of the Constitution that many times. So when they show up, I just imagine talking with Jake Reed, the uh, legal counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom, just the, the, the quivering knees of the opponents against Alliance Defending Freedom because you guys win so much and you're on the right side of the Constitution so many times. So, Well, Jake, I appreciate it. How can people continue to follow this case as it moves forward? Absolutely. So ADSlegal.org, our website, you can check out this case, all of our other cases you can follow along. Um, it, it certainly, if you just Google the case, you know, many articles about it. I would start with ADSlegal.org to uh, so make sure you get the truth uh, from us directly. Uh, so you can go there. Uh, and also, I would just put out there, you know, if, 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 you, if you're listening to this and facing any sort of similar hardship or any issues, you know, please contact us. We have links available on our website. Uh, and as always, we appreciate your generosity and uh, prayers and anything you can do to support us as we stand by those who are standing for the truth. That's a really big deal, guys. Mid-Vermont Christian School, you got to add him to your prayers. I mean, I've walked with Jack uh, for years through what he's faced. Uh, Same with Lori Smith. We would always, at at Colorado Christian University, prior to their Supreme Court arguments, we'd host a prayer rally for him. And we gather around him. We get, you know, a few hundred people. We all lay hands on them. It's an incredibly powerful moment. But you don't know the vitriol and the anger that a lot of them face standing up for the basic rights protected in our Constitution for all people. Um, They're pushing against this, and Jake was exactly right, this orthodoxy that's out there in this culture, and the pushback is incredible. So these guys uh, face tremendous opposition. Add Mid-Vermont Christian School to your prayer list, and be sure to follow Alliance Defending Freedom and all that they're doing. They're one of the very best. Jake, I appreciate you being on the show. Friends, it's been a wonderful hour with you. Thank you for listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. Thank you to Michael Geronimo Arpaio for always carrying us through so well. 
Friends, we'll be back next week. Until then, God bless you and yeehaw.